Hello, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. You rate and review my podcast if you like me. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's YesKingOliver. Tati bye. Um, so I have always, my whole life, seeked sex. Why? Because when I was younger and I was a teenager, I never had a relationship. So you always crave the things that you never had growing up. And because I never had a relationship, I'd never got the sex out of my way. For example, when I was 16, 17, 18, whatever. So like any thought, it stays in your head until you do something about it. So my whole life, because I never got that thing out of my system or had it enough, um, I never had sex enough to really get it out of my head to then realise what do I actually want. It's been in my head, and I'm 28 now, since I was literally 16, 17, 18. And through trial and error, or um, what I like to call action and consequence, I realise that it was never actually what I wanted, right? And as I was saying to you, when I said, for example, that each person is an upgrade, it doesn't mean the last person is a downgrade. And as you clearly said, the person is more in alignment to what I want in my life right now. Mm -hmm. The other person was aligned when they were there, but then as you move forward and as you go as a person, you become out of sync with that person, same as friends, even family members, and you seek people more in alignment. So it wasn't that everyone was a downgrade or an upgrade. It was simply, I found people more in alignment to what I wanted, and that person, obviously at that point, I was in alignment to what they wanted. And so now I've realized that connecting with people is the most powerful thing you'll ever have. Sex happens when two animals are together, when two humans are together, being intimate. But you don't go around to force sex because if you haven't got a connection, then after you've come, which was the driving force of being with them, you're not gonna wanna be there anymore. And the same if you don't have a connection in the first place, you're not gonna be doing anything. What you can do, sit on the couch and just like be in silence, watching a film. No, you wanna chat like they're your best friend. So essentially, you have friends, you connect with them like best friends would, and then when you're intimate, cuddling, whatever, sex happens naturally. But then once that is out of the way, you go back to what you were. So connection is fundamental first. Sex happens in the moment. You don't seek sex, you seek connections. And what is natural will end up happening. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, this can also change with age as well. You, when you're younger, it's more if there's more hormones going on. There's more of like a primal need to kind of get this out of you and get and sort of explore what it is to be a sexual being in a way but once you sort of establish yourself in that sexual element you can kind of be a little bit more sacred about it I would say I mean not everybody agrees that you know sex should always be sacred but I think there is much more power uh, with a with a decent connection of someone that you've really established a proper intimate relationship with on a psychological level first and that's the thing everything in this universe is energy anyway so if you understand the laws of energy we're already attracting to our same energy it's already happening it's already happened people around you you already are the same and if you don't feel the same as that person then you're not going to be that even for example when neighbors choose to buy a house if they um were from a say rich privileged area and they were looking for a house in say a council area they wouldn't feel the same as them they wouldn't the vibration wouldn't be in harmony with them so they wouldn't be there Mm. so therefore the people that buy in the rich place often have the same energy of rich people right and people who live in a council estate would not feel comfortable around people with money it's just the way it is so it's happening whether we like it or not and you're right i've got older now and even though i really haven't changed much in a year things have changed because I only learn through action and consequence and I have to kind of I have a quote which is a jacket scenario meaning you have to freeze your bollocks off 
in order to remember your jacket you can't just rely on your friend your mum your dad to give you their jacket when you're cold because you never experienced how cold it was without a jacket so you have mm -hmm. to feel cold in order to remember next time i need to bring a jacket if anyone okay. bails you out then you never really experience that pain um and that's something that you can only learn through that time when you haven't got a jacket and no one's there to bail you out um yeah i see well just going back to your point about not changing in this year i think to be honest with you we've all fundamentally changed a hell of a lot because i mean there's never been a time in our lifetime where anything like this has ever happened before um and whether you realize it or not you will have definitely changed and we've had to seek connection in a completely different way now and a lot of people are struggling with that not being a face-to-face -face connection and I completely understand why that is because it's a very vacuous world sometimes going through technology but it can also be quite liberating because of the amount of information that we can actually receive but the jacket theory is is an interesting one we've all got to do a lot more looking after of ourselves um, definitely I've definitely felt that this year has to be a massive act of self-love um, just because of the whole everything that's going on at the moment you really have to get a connection with yourself first and foremost in order to feel whole as a person yeah the whole world's dependent on everything and everyone for everything right we're dependent on supermarkets for food our parents for advice banks for money everything is like years ago we had nothing but what we had and we had to nurture it look after it otherwise if it went then we would be fucked right mm. but now we depend on everything for everyone and the only good thing that is for is for profit and businesses um and yeah so everyone has learned because of being so isolated the importance of human connection human contact right that again you have to lose something in order to appreciate what you had it's a perfect example of the jacket scenario yeah everyone's frozen their bollocks off for all, all over a year now and there's been no one else around them to bail them out with a coat mm -hmm. people are forced to spend time with themselves not see their friends not go to uni not go to college that they've had no choice but to stop seeking this thing they're not going to get for a year and just sit in a strop by themselves and that's when you start speaking to yourself and realizing what do i want what is it about life that is really important and so if this is the universe's way of balancing everything up so for example people say that because of no, we haven't had any wars we're overpopulated it's the same thing with like flu because you've got vaccines for everything and medical care and saving everyone then you haven't had that balance of humans like in the ocean where there's loads of fish big shark comes along eats all the fish and it's just that the um the prey and the predator the the balance of life and because of humans there's just so many humans and we're destroying everything it's completely imbalanced so I, I do believe that every time there's too much of something the universe does find a way to balance it out the problem is is that loads of humans dying we find a vaccine and then just keep growing again and so now there's more humans we need fish we need we need more meat we need we think we do need more clothes there's too many humans so now we need more of the trees and everything you're back to square one. The universe is like, we need a wipeout. There's too many humans fucking it up. Here's a vaccine. Oh, who's benefiting? People at the top, of course. Oh, fuck. Um, I think, you know, there's a bit, a bit of a misconception when it comes to how many humans there are on the planet and how much resource we all need to have because people are just over-consuming massively and don't really t take care to think about how their actions have consequences on the world. 
and yes our world is getting a little bit destroyed because of our lack of understanding and connection to nature and I think I mean there's many benefits to us of having to, to have gone into isolation like it's not all been bad and one of those things is definitely that we are consuming less um, so that's great and um, I mean I'm vegan I've been vegan for five years now and I just I can just see how much difference it makes in my soul and you know exponentially outside of myself um, I don't I'm not too much of a preacher for veganism, but at the same time, I feel like people need to you do, really honey. take a connection, get their connection back to nature. Yeah, it's like, it's not vegan isn't, like people think vegan is all about, you know, not eating meat because animals have feelings and shit like that. There's so much more to it. You appreciate everything nature has to offer because you're so aware of what meat is doing to nature. So you appreciate grass, you appreciate leaves, you appreciate cloves. It's not just, I oh, like petting an animal, how could you eat the poor thing? And then to mention there's diet, how you feel when you don't eat meat. Mm. I don't eat much meat, I'm not a vegan, but I have a very natural diet based on like olives and nuts and just natural shit. So and because I, I'm always focusing on natural foods and not trying to put man-made shit into my body, um, I'm well aware um, of, of how nature, how we need nature and how we're just taking over everything. Like when the coronavirus first began, India said they could see mountains through all the mist because there was no cars on the road. Mm -hmm. And obviously the story of whales or dolphins swimming down the River Thames or some shit because for once there was no pollution. Mm. They could actually get there. And um, There was a thing on Netflix about fish. Seaspiracy. Yeah, so the, the yeah. fish industry is like, worse than it all mm -hmm. we think about save the penguins because of plastic straws but the fish industry just to get a fish and how for one tuna you kill loads of fish and well sharks, if there's if there's like two everything. billion in the ocean and you do that every time and you kill say i don't know five million to get one fish do the maths mm. if x amount of fish grow every year if you do it by say x amount of years there's going to be no fish mm. like now what do you do mm -hmm. you, you need like certain fish you need some fish to produce and breed mm. like you need some seeds to grow a plant but once those plants don't have any seeds you're fucked mm. and then you realize how much we depend on fish and the ocean but it's, it's more the balance it's not even just about the yeah. fish it's about the balance of the coral and the small fish and the big fish and the sharks and then the the oxygen and the carbon dioxide in the ocean and then how it rises and how it travels across the world mm. and then how it drops on plants like it, it's the whole cycle of life mm. um just watching that thing about the tuna fish and then i, I know the meat industry is awful but like the fish thing it's, it's like awful and you think yeah we've got taught in school if you have a backbone you can feel shit right so an ant might not feel something a dog world it's got a backbone fish do have backbones mm -hmm. so they're they're throwing fish dropping a fish from like massive height just because he's not going ow fuck help you think he doesn't feel anything mm. but he's got a backbone mm. he does feel shit he might not have as many nerve endings to to feel what we feel but they are feelings absolutely yeah and i think just i think we need to have like you say it is all about balance and balance is a very important word for this because we think that there's an abundance of worlds to go around for everybody but in fact it is a really delicate balance and 
as soon as like one type of animal goes it has a knock-on effect on all of us and you know even even as, as small as bees if bees were to no longer exist we would no longer exist so you know I just think that um, I just think that we've just you know it's not necessarily anybody's fault but it's just mass consumerism and it's just sort of almost gotten out of hand and it's amazing really to think about how how much of a rise there has been in veganism in the past I don't know a couple of years really um, and I really hope that there's a traje trajectory towards um, <clears throat> just coming back to nature really and I think also lockdown has also told us to do that as well because we have to that's the only way we can get any entertainment is to just be in nature so hopefully this will help in some respects so like i realized for watching that program that it's we have adapted from the last adaptation so we've 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 come from like a sea millions of years ago so like a fly's learned to eat from a worm hang on a worm's like gone to a fly the fly's flown across the world with that worm in it dropped it down then the tree bugs eat it everything over millions of years has adapted from the last thing so when we come into like a nature of any form animals bees plants fish and you take one thing out like like terrorism mm. no not terrorism like drug wars right mm. if the leader has gone into prison or got arrested it's what is called a um what's, the fuck, what's it called there's a suction now other people try and establish that territory right so one person's like being demolished and then all the other ones come in so it's a specific word like a suction or something right mm -hmm. so in the ocean if you like take out say the middle part of the food chain then it affects the top food chain he's got to go elsewhere mm -hmm. or go below yeah. and it affects the one below because he's used to going to the top it's perfectly balanced where i eat you and you eat me now what's happening is you're eating too much of the one above he's got no one to eat so he goes and eats his mate and then everything fucks up mm -hmm. so when you fuck up when you um change the dynamics of nature and, we, and we've all evolved from the last thing hmm. you're changing everything absolutely yeah and we've just been it affects the very, booze, it affects the fish it affects everything we've been way too egoic in our sense of our place on the earth um i think anyway i mean pe people in general have just been like we are the leaders of this world and everyone below us who can't talk has to just do what we say we can eat what we like and there's no consequences but now we're actually having to realize that no, this is a delicate balance and we have to be respectful to the planet because you know this is this is our provider um, and I think the you know the shamans in the Amazon had it right um, they had a much more delicate balance and uh, you know I'd love um, to live there right now trusting trusting what the plants have to say to them you know they they just go around and they take they take ayahuasca and then they can just see what plants are good for a certain type of ailment it's just incredible how how close they are to nature and um i'm sort of <clears throat> at the moment i'm trying to do a lot of work with my dogs that i've got and i want to take an animal healing course and stuff like that and um i just think we can learn so much from animals in general yeah, like I'm looking at my dog on the bed, right, and I'm stroking her, I'm looking into her eyes, and she's not saying anything, but I know that she's enjoying this, she's grateful, mm. and it's like, they communicate via feeling and via vibration. We say certain words like, we're going out now, uh, are you going to come? They know, so they recognise sounds, and obviously that's what language is. But more importantly, is that 
they don't speak but yet they still know and we still know even though they don't speak mm -hmm. so it's like if people animals can um communicate without saying anything then almost all animals can because mm -hmm. if you think language is just about sounds and then so but but animals clearly communicate just by empathy and feeling or call it intuition telepathy whatever then that's like 95 percent of the whole planet that don't make noise or that you think they don't make noise but they still communicate and they still feel things exactly the same and then you think well if this rabbit is the same as this fish and this fish is the same as this bee bee is the same as this dog and this polar bear and this dolphin and this whale everything's the same everything's the same why would for example god make one thing like this who can feel shit and the, and the others don't mm. we've all come from the same like same seed of life so every single thing feels things can communicate just because they don't speak it doesn't mean they don't you look at a dolphin it it knows stuff it's so intelligent so therefore you look at elephants and then you look at squirrels and cats and rats you think wow that squirrel's eating his nut he knows exactly how to bury it he knows you're here he doesn't want the other animals to see it but the only difference between that and us is that we've just adapted more and that we have more nuts and we it's really we're no different no absolutely you're not. just burying your carrot seed and watching it grow same as is the the squirrel so we're basically the same absolutely and um i think <clears throat> i'm sure there's a fact i read somewhere recently where it said that 90 percent of all communication is non-verbal so yeah. We've only got that 10% difference, really, when it comes to... That's, that's what I'm trying to say, yeah. ...our own brains. And um, I think I watched a um, video, it might have been Dr. Bruce Lipton, and uh, it was going on about, um, you know, the power of our telepathic abilities and um, that whole thing about, you know, being able to uh, think of somebody and then all of a sudden they will call or you'll find a connection with them somehow. And especially dreams as well. I find dreams really, really magical. Um, they can tell us a lot about things and how, what's going on in our subconscious. Yeah, so I've, I may have told you the other day that I was thinking about somebody from just like years and years and years ago. I just suddenly woke up thinking about her. I didn't know what her name was. I suddenly went on Facebook to see what she was or what was she like. And then that was the end of it. Haven't seen her for like eight years, never thought about her for eight years. Yeah. And then I go on a walk that day and then we're driving in the car, but we diverted from where we were going to go because it was raining. And then she's right in front of me. Oh my goodness. And then somebody... <laughs> I went to school with again, haven't spoken to you for eight years, lives in New Zealand right now. She was in my dream for some reason. And then I messaged her saying, did you think about me? And she was like, you were in my dream the other night. Yeah. So across the whole world, we're dreaming about each other, not seeing each other for years, don't even think about each other. And yet we're picking up each other's thoughts. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> so to think, so, you know, non-communicate, everything is, most communication is non-verbal. Well, that's just so, accurate yeah. you walk into a room and you know what someone's speaking about you but they haven't said anything you, you know yeah you can feel them vibes can't you so really thoughts and vibrations are exactly the same as sound and language but because we always speak via sound and language we never have that time to to feel what we're picking up when there's silence yes absolutely and i think um, as well sometimes if we are um if we don't have as much ability as others, for example, like blind people or deaf people, their other communication styles will get enhanced. Like they'll be able to pick up on energy and non-verbal communication, like so much better. Um, and in some ways it's, it's more connected and um, more primal in a way, I would say. Um, I think it's just amazing really how 
once, once one of our senses is gone, we're able to enhance our other senses and feel more. So one of the things that I said as I'm realising is that sex is over, overrated, it's exaggerated. A lion will go months before it fucks again, right? Because it's fertilised or pregnated a lion. She's now got to wait however long to get birth. So then he's on his trip again. So every four months, this lion might get lucky. Okay, if you're part of a, a massive pack of animals, lambs, cows, well, they only mate in, say, the spring. Mm. So spring arrives, they all mount each other. It takes, say, eight months for this sheep to give birth to a sheep. So they're not fucking a sheep that's already pregnant because she's already done the deeds. So yeah. now she's not fucking for nine months or whatever long it is. The, the male sheeps, well, every, every, all the females have been pregnated. So now they're not fucking for another season so next mm. spring so you look at animals packs you look at individual animals they will fuck every period of when it's like say lambing season and then independent ones will have to go days and weeks and months before they find it again but yet humans want it all the time mm. they want it before bed they want it they want it all the time but it goes against nature wanting sex so much and because i've always understood nature i've always battled against it because as a human and like everyone else I want the same stuff you kind of want this sex and you want this love and you want all this stuff together until you realize this goes against nature mm. and you know it goes against nature which is why you know you can't have it because you already understand why so it really it doesn't even exist in, in the man-made world as I said it happens when you're with another <coughs> human being and you're you're intimate and you're cuddling it is a natural thing but you can't go and chase it. You can't go and round force it. You can't hire an escort. It's man-made. It's right. nonsense. Right. You can't I just mean, choose to have sex. It happens when it does, and then it d- might not happen for ages. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's like, I do have to say that you know when you said humans want it all the time, <laughs> I would like to point out the difference between men and women because I'm not trying to stereotype here, but men seem to need to want it a lot more than women, and. Um, Maybe it's to do with the biology of women. Like, technically, if we didn't have birth control, we would get pregnant every bloody time we had sex. And we need to manage that. So uh, our sex drives aren't always as high as men. But actually, now you've pointed it out that um, the anim- in the animal kingdom, they don't actually <laughs> go for it as much as uh, humans. That's an interesting So a female parallel only really fuck every nine months. Because she's not going to fuck another human if she's got another human's babies inside her, right. right? So she's going to wait, which means when she's got pregnant, she might take a few fucks to get pregnant. But once that's done, she shouldn't be fucking for nine months. So humans aren't supposed to be fucking for nine months. The animal kingdom is the same thing. Why are we any different? And the answer is, we're not. It's like we choose to go out for dinner, go to the cinema, we choose to play frisbee, we choose to have sex. It makes us feel good, mm-hmm. right? like a drug it is a drug right yeah. but it's it's not part of nature and one of the reasons why you can say man wants sex more than woman is because for example the feeling to mate the feeling of what happens to our bodies when we see aroused right once you have released that feeling of being aroused aka come for a woman that might not come back for nine months because mm. when you get say pregnant it might relieve all those arousal feelings that build up when you're wanting to mate hence that drive to mate to like lambing season right that she doesn't have that feeling that need anymore it's mm. not there whereas a man once it's released it just starts again yeah so man will generate more come say half an hour an hour later 
but that feeling for women once those eggs have been fertilized those chemicals whatever's happening might not happen until the babies are out and the eggs start again yeah which could be why women don't have the same drive yeah and because we're on the pill and contraception and we're having anal sex and we're pulling out method and all that type of shit we're not going through the emotion of getting pregnant to relieve that feeling and then we've got dildos all the time okay it's it's, it's completely man-made yeah yeah um, and yeah. also just to sort of go on your point as well i'm just thinking about like my um my dogs i've got at home I've got four four dogs and three of them are puppies and um they like to hump a lot um and i don't have any female dogs but i don't really see female dogs really going at it the same way that male dogs do so my um, dog's female she's always mounting that mounting her a big teddy or oh big really toy. yeah yeah but she is spayed so again it's fucked up the natural yeah. system of she never it's, it's like she's tricking yourself into yeah. believing that you're not horny but you are so again i take that because she's been spayed and it is a pretty primal thing isn't it they're not thinking oh this is sex it's just a a, a, a thing that happens so it rubs on her clit and she's like oh this feels good and then you do it more it feels better and you do it enough that you orgasm and that feelings disappeared mm. but she's not thinking right i'm gonna fuck my pillow right now <laughs> if it happens to like rub against the clit then that's happened again that's like if you're with somebody you don't go around too fuck because unless you're horny when you're thinking about it you you're it happens in the moment mm. and when we get a thought in our head often we have to do it think about a cigarette people will end up can't stop smoking because it's a thought not the action yeah it's a, pre- it's a pleasure signal isn't it um oh, it's just so lovely we're just surrounded by lambs at the moment it's such an appropriate appropriate topic to be discussing with all these little spring babies around it's so cute see that that big sheep over there right she's been carrying these babies for months she is not up for sex anytime soon no she's been like carrying these like five massive lambs she is not in a horny mood she's a female she's not in the mood to fuck whereas that big male lamb he's like right who can i shag next (laughs) go on oh that's so sweet and yeah i think anyway as humans i feel like we haven't got the balance quite right in terms of um pleasure like we are real really inherently pleasure seekers i think i don't know whether it's on par the podcast shut up (laughs) i don't know whether it's on par with animals or not but we sort of do tend to go into overdrive with with our pleasure in a way we do it with food we do it with tv we do it with drugs alcohol and you know part of me does wonder what are we why 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 do we have such a, a need for a constant pleasure in our lives How, why can we not be content not doing these things i mean obviously yes there we should have pleasure in our lives absolutely um but we don't like to be just to just be you know we always want to be grabbing the next best thing or doing the doing this doing that but i suppose that is sort of the, the side of spirituality where you are trying to learn how to just be in your own energy rather than grabbing everything from See, outside years ago we just had nature that was our high we we ate and we drank and then there was just nothing to do that mm. was our high but through intelligence we've manipulated nature how to create more fruit more vegetables more animals how to create 
Netflix series that touch certain things which make you feel certain things. So you get addicted to that rush of like, you know, this action movie. So it's a drug like food, lectins in food, salts in food, preservatives. They're things that your body shouldn't really have, but because it's been exposed to it, it wants more of it. It's what a drug is or sex. You feel something and now you want more of that feeling. And mm. actually I have a theory that people who aren't gay, who become gay, um, feel something which you shouldn't really feel in nature. Let's just say that being gay is against nature, right? And it's against God. So you're supposed to be male and female. So most people are used to, most male and females are used to the feeling of heterosexual sex, male and female, right? Yeah. Imagine you, you're some guy, stick his cock up your ass. Now, in your mindset is that this is wrong and this shouldn't happen, it's gonna feel different, it's gonna feel weird, it's gonna feel not what you're used to feeling. So that's, so that's a different feeling, right? And because it's a different feeling, and it wasn't necessarily painful, or it didn't hurt, harm you or hurt you, it's now a choice. Like when you have heroin, or crack cocaine, or ecstasy. It's a different feeling that your body is used to. You could have weed all the time, but if somebody says, hey, try this methamphetamine, or this uh, opioids, it's a different feeling. Now your body's like, hmm, didn't hurt me, wasn't painful, made me feel something. Your body feels like something, it wants more of it. If you have anal sex for the first time, or a guy tries to touch you, it's maybe an uncomfortable feeling, right? Because you're not used to it, but then if you just relax and go with it, it's not painful, it's gonna feel good, and you're gonna wanna do more of it. And now the brain's like, wow, I'm used to having sex with women all the time, that feeling is boring, hence why some good-looking guys often end up being gay, because they've had so much women their whole life, that it's not that they were gay, or they find guys attractive, it's that their body has been exposed to a new feeling from a guy, just like if you have too much ecstasy, you want another drug to make the, 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 the effect wears off. Too much cocaine, you want something else higher, and that's what they say you should never, well that's, that's the theory of why governments don't want to legalise weed, because it goes to weed to mushrooms, mushrooms to coke, coke to crack, crack to heroin. It's what they call the gateway drug, right? And it's, so, goes back to why, if it, if you feel something which you're not normally used to feeling, your body wants more of it. It's basically the bottom bot line. Okay. No matter what it is. So just to rewind slightly, I don't know if I've heard of anybody who had too much sex with a female and therefore it's like fuck it I'm gonna be gay now like I don't think I've ever heard of that before it's you know there have been people who I know who have later on in life known for their whole life that they've been gay but they've been in a heterosexual relationship because that was the dumb thing um, and who are we to say that there aren't gay animals like they, they can't point, there are gay animals. well there we go animals yeah. have been male to male, male have been mounting male animals yeah. since history has begun you look yeah. in tombstones pyramids there's always a man with a you know fucking a man this, this this thing about it's against god let's just say god doesn't exist which in my opinion doesn't if it feels good do it if for example you've got a male sheep and a female sheep okay and you've got a, a guy whatever if he mounts that female it just so happens to slip inside and impregnate her. If he does the same for a man, the man's often big. Howdy, thanks for listening to my episode. Uh, if you could remember to rate and review the episode after you've listened, that'd be fantastic. And also subscribe so when I release a new one, you get a notification. And also, please tell your friends on socials about me podcast. Now I'm going for a poo. I'll be back later. Have a great day and speak to you soon.